Writing a book can be a lonely process. You might envision it as you sitting at your desk, tucked away in your office, not speaking to anybody else for hours on end. Doesn't sound like much fun, does it? Well, there is a way to do this differently. Welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. This is a place to retreat from the muggle ways of the world and be with fellow magical beings, to receive insights about how to write a transformational book in a way that lights you up, and also to hear from other writers who are finding new ways. The Unbound Writers Club is for anyone who's curious about writing a transformational book, or maybe you're somebody who's already written one but want to find a new way of making it a richer process. You'll feel at home here if you are willing to embark on the book writing process as transformative in itself. This is a space for deep divers, people who believe in magic, and those who know that you can change the world one book at a time. I'm your host, Nicola Humber, and I'm so delighted you're here. Come in make yourself comfortable, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unbound Writers Club. Today I'm joined by a guest, Kathy Skipper. In 2015, over a period of six months, Kathy lost her mum, met her soul partner, moved continents, was diagnosed with cancer, had her 10-year-old son hijacked by his father, and lost every material possession she owned. This huge life change felt like a death. The old Kathy was dying, and she was in a gateway where she could die of cancer, or if she survived, be reborn, with the help of aromas, journaling, affirmations, Jungian depth psychology, psychedelics, a twin flame relationship, and the desert, Kathy navigated the journey to healing and rebirth. It was a question of life or death. All her work is based on her own journey as a wounded healer. She's totally familiar with navigating the unconscious realms, the ancestral realms, the plant and animal realms, and she coaches and teaches from a place of experience. I am so very grateful that Kathy is part of the Unbound Writing community. She's a member of the Unbound Writing Mastermind and is in the process of writing a book about healing the mother line which is something she has a very personal connection to, which we speak about in this conversation. But it's also so important, vital collectively, that we do this work, that we acknowledge this work. So I think you're going to be really fascinated with what comes through during my conversation with Kathy, every time I speak with her, whether that's within the Unbound Writing Mastermind or kind of one-to-one like this, I am struck by the depth of what she has to offer, like the medicine she has to share with the world. So without further ado, let me introduce you. So Kathy, welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. Thanks, Nicola. It's a pleasure to be here. Mm. Just saying that I'm very interested to see what wants to come through in our conversation today. Um, But I always start these conversations with the same question, which is, what does it mean to you to be an unbound writer? Well, 
That's a very deep question in a way, because what I've realized since joining the Unbound Mastermind group is that what I thought was unbound, there are many, many more layers to it. So, you know, I've always thought of myself as someone pretty unbound. Um, and I suppose in many ways I am. But in terms of writing, I think what I realized when I joined the Unbound Writers um, Club was that when it comes to writing something and, you know, I'm really joined because I want to write this book, it's very important to me and very meaningful. And I've written a lot in the past, but never in this form. What I realized was that I was pretty bound, bound by old ways of being told things should be, old ways of thinking how writing should be. So the process for me has been and still continues to be a sort of unraveling and unbinding myself in terms of the writing progressively. So the the retreat that we had together last week was really, you know, I realized um, that again, there was still more to be unbound. I think, you know, we did a lot of movement. So unbinding my book through the body was a really big one and very emotional. The person that led us chose these most amazing lyrics and, you know, it, it really unleashed something. So I think for me, unbound means that it's continuously unraveling and that, we, you know, there's never an end. It's the gift that keeps on giving because we live in a society that binds us in so many ways. So, you know, even though, even if we unbind one thing or one part of us and that releases something in the book writing, there's always more to ravel and, uh, you know, I don't know if the word is unbind, but is that the word? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a continual journey. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it aligns so closely with the work that you do as well, Cathy, with the people that you work with. And I always love kind of hearing your your insights and perspectives in the group. I find them so, so valuable. And, you know, you spoke there about like you've written lots before. I mean, have you always been a writer? Is it something you've always done? I've always liked writing, you know, even as a kid. The good thing about school in England compared to, you know, I spent, my kids grew up in France and now I'm in New Mexico. I think America is probably nearer to England in the way that they teach. I had a really hard time in France because there was no freedom of expression. It was like, you learn this and then you regurgitate it. Whereas in England as a kid, I loved the, you know, we had to write stories from a very young age. In fact, that's how we learned to write the English language wasn't really through learning grammar like they do in France. It was learning, you know, it was writing. And I remember some of the stories I wrote. One was The Secret Garden, but they really were healing. It wasn't just about writing a story. They were healing. So right from an early age, I liked writing. And I think writing is a way for me to process definitely. But I do have a writing style because I'm a teacher and I'm a facilitator and I'm a therapist. I have a writing style that's sort of very much, you know, this is how it is, which is not what I want in my book. Um, mm -hmm. So although I've been writing for a long time, this is very new to me. And this, you know, I'm allowing it's not coming from the analytical part of my mind, which I think is where the, you know, you said how my work and the unbound work sort of um, meet. And I think a big part of this is because unbinding ourselves is really allowing the unconscious to come forth, which is what my work is all about. You know, the unconscious realms are huge and very wise, but we're taught that they don't exist. 
that yeah. only the analytical, you know, intellectual things that we can measure under a microscope, they they exist, they're real, and the rest doesn't exist. Whereas it's our, it's really 90% of our psyche. Mm -hmm. So yeah, to answer your question, yes, I've been writing for a long time, and yes, I really find that the link between unbinding ourselves and allowing our unconscious to express itself are really one and the same thing. Mm, absolutely absolutely and you know you've mentioned a couple of times here about the book that you're writing at the moment and how it's quite different from anything that you've written before and I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about this book Kathy and, and what you're bringing through with it yeah I would love to because it's mm. really the, the passion of my my work so um in my own life I realized that I was completely bound in one way I'd never been seen because I was the product of an Anglo-Indian mother who had been born in India and come to England. Mm -hmm. And her, the whole of that lineage was about um, the father line, was, which was European, was the line that counted. And really it was denial of the mother line. You did everything to be as English as possible and as little Indian as possible. Mm -hmm. So when I was born in England, I was the fruit of my mother's dream an English rose, even though I'm not, but that's what she wanted me to be. And so I wasn't seen. Not only wasn't I wasn't seen, but I was living in a cognitive dissonance, which means that, you know, my family were all a myriad of different colors because we're a mixed race family, but we weren't allowed to mention India. And sometimes mum would even say, oh, it's because we're Spanish. So there was all this lies and but I saw it as a child and I grew up in my mother's um, apron strings with her sister. So I absorbed who they were, but we weren't allowed to, to, to tell it. And then I went on to lead a life which was very, very unstable, you know, with drug addiction and you know, a lot of instability and difficulty, which I couldn't understand where it came from. Why was I living this life? Why did I get into violent relationships with domestic violence, drug addiction, you know, homelessness? when I came from a middle class time, I had a good education. And my way of healing was to heal my mother line mm. and work with my ancient ancestors. And from a story that I knew nothing, I, I know everything. I have, I have done so much research. I even went to India. I mean, I went there before not knowing the story and I had a few very important experiences, but I went back mm. as a researcher. And so my, my book is really a book about my story, but it, I saw then that the story has a much more collective, larger theme, which is decolonizing our mother lines. Yes. And the yes. mother line is so important because there's actually, you know, I'm not going to go into the details here, but there's a little bit of DNA, which is a mitochondrial DNA, which is the thread of the mother line that doesn't go through the father line. It's where the feminine is really the keeper of ancestry. And um, our wisdom, the ancient grandmothers should be coming through, but it's not because we're colonized. We're colonized by a patriarchal mindset. Most women are, mm. even though fighting for, you know, the feminine and women's rights. I think we have to realize we are colonized and we've been colonized for generations. So the work really is about decolonizing each one of us on mother lines. And there's a way of doing that. You know, there is a structure that I lived through, which I then share as well as sharing my story in parallel to that as an example. So yes, I'm very, very passionate about it because I think it's the way that um, the feminine is coming back. It's rising through us, but it's rising from this place of deep ancestral earth-based 
belonging. And just to finish, it it, it rises through us as a sense, not a it, it. The feminine in matter or the soul in matter doesn't speak. We feel it. Yes. And I think that's also one of the, the great things about being in the Unbound um, book club or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. My naming is not great. <laughs> I love it because it's giving me the right to allow what is not just coming from me, but coming from my mother line, coming from the ancients through a sort of feeling sense and then allowing it and having confidence that it's going to come through in on the book and it is coming through um in a whole big mash at the moment but it's coming through mm. oh my goodness so much there so much there Kathy that we could dive into I mean I'm really interested in because the theme this month is about kind of committing to our books when we kind of say yes I'm going to do this and I wonder that you talked about kind of your story there and your journey I mean what was the moment when you thought actually I'm I'm going to write a book about this because it's so personal and also as you said it's like important for the collective as well but what was that moment? Well that was a good moment in many different ways. I always thought I'd write a book and people always said you should write a book because of my life has been very interesting and mm. with lots of different experiences which now actually I see they were all part of this story and I tried a few times to write things and you know you write a bit and then you forget about it because it's not really there and then I realized that yes this book is decolonizing the motherland it's actually as I came through the healing journey there was a moment in which yes this needs to be shared and I was sharing it in my work but the funny thing is about you is one morning I decided to write the book and one morning I was going through my you subscribe to things anything I was going through getting rid of them all, just supreming all these things, mm-hmm. unsubscribing, actually, is what yeah. I was doing. And then I got to this email from you. I didn't know who you were, and I read it, and it was just coincided with this moment of decision that I do need to write this book, and that's when I contacted you. So in a way, there was this magic, this coincidence, you know, in Jungian psychology is coincidence isn't really how we think of coincidence. It's when we're aware of the dreamlike nature of of existence these things happen so I think it would have been a lot harder the process if I hadn't have become part of the Unbound Writers um, group. Uh, so interesting I don't think I quite knew like obviously I knew that you know we we got in touch and it was probably like just under a year ago now when we first yeah. connected but I didn't realize that was kind of like right at the time when you'd made the decision so how magical is that I love that kind of sense of alignment and I'm just thinking as you're speaking about the colonization of the mother line and how that can impact us in different ways you know this comes up in the group often how you know this can have an impact on our creativity and you know the way we express ourselves and allowing ourselves to especially something like writing a book which you know, can feel um, like such a big thing and an important thing to do and uh, like putting ourselves on the line in a way. And how do you, you know, have you seen that showing up for yourself and with others? Well, again, I think it's been a process. It is a process. I'm still in that. I think until that book is out, every step I take is going to be part of this bigger process. And at the beginning, I have to admit, it was very, I felt very rigid, very stuck. Like, you know, I could feel 
the amount of content that Mm -hmm. wanted to come through, but I was very much stuck by, you know, these bound ways of um, seeing a book or feeling a book or allowing, you know, somehow I had to uh, allow these doors to open and just allow the content to come through. That Mm -hmm. was hard. That took a lot of time. And what was good about the group is that um, there was a lot of resonance with other people in the same situation. And I think working in a group is extremely helpful. You know, there's studies that have been done, you know, when I did the work on the alchemy of menopause, there are studies that have been done that actually women who can share in a group in terms of their menopause journey have a much better outcome. And I think it's the same in the book journey. It keeps us going and by having the reflection of other people, you realize that this is part of the process and it's not just you that's no good or not going to be able to do it. So that's very helpful. The other thing that I think um, in terms of the decolonizing um, and the book is I read a quote yesterday. I think it was, I think it was Marion Woodman who said it, that what women have to do is actually peel away the projection that generations of men have put on them from a patriarchal viewpoint. So what we actually believe is that we are what the projection of patriarchy has put on us, Mm. which we're not. So there's this sort of peeling away. And as I've been in the Unbound uh, Book Club, I'm, I'm more and more, because I'm held in the group, able to peel away these layers. And I'm, you know, really the retreat was a a big, you know, and I didn't realize it until after the retreat, then I went back to my writing and I felt, oh, like this fluidity and this, not just fluidity, but an ability to not censor myself. And I think the censoring comes from this projection of patriarchy that has been happening on women for generations that we really have had the message that we have to be a certain way. And this unbinding again is um, a very deep, deep process that involves our ancestral stories. And, you know, we're doing it for the descendants and for the future, I hope. But yeah, I hope I've answered the question. That's been mm. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, a big theme that comes through in your work and actually in your piece for 2020 vision as well is the archetype of the wounded healer and again this is something that often comes up in the group is either the wounded feminine or the wounded masculine you know it's a very common theme and I wonder if you could say a little bit about how that archetype can influence our book writing journey as well and and has influenced yours. Yeah, definitely. And I would like to quote Marie-Louise von France, who was a a colleague of Carl Jung's, uh, uh, and she wrote a lot about the feminine, but um, she, her quote, which is actually famous to do with the wounded healer is, the wounded healer is the archetype of the Mm. self. And I think what's important there is to, you know, when we, it's been taken and the sort of world of healthcare and um, therapy has run with it. But actually, I think it's important. It is at the wounded healer, the way I see it isn't necessarily, you don't have to be a therapist or a, a health practitioner. When she says it's the archetype of the self, what I really feel is that our life here, and that's what I wrote at the very end of my piece, Mm-hmm. This is what the angels are jealous of us for, because we suffer. You know, we're in a material body and we're in a very dense 
incarnation. It's dense, it's, it's matter and we suffer, but that suffering is really the journey that the wounded healer goes on to evolve and to heal and to um, then ripple, that ripples out into the world. So you don't have to be a healer. If you're on your own healing journey, then that ripples out into the world. And where I think the book writing comes into this is that for me anyway, my wounded healer journey is the journey of decolonizing my mother line and it's the journey of survival. Mm. And actually coming into myself. Now, when I hear myself speak, I belong to myself. The journey's never ended. It's a gift that always gives, but I belong to myself. I can hear it. I, I, whereas for 40 years of my life, that wasn't the case. Mm. I was very much, well, you know, I'm thinking about your first book about the, the good girl. Um, yeah. Whatever it is, you know, we're pressurized in different ways or we're, we're surviving. Mm -hmm. So, the book for me is really an opportunity to share my wounded healer journey with the world. And so whoever picks up that book, what the aim is, is that they too, it talks to their wounded healer journey. So, you know, it's a sharing, it's a sharing of what got me here. And I'm not saying that that's going to get everybody else to where they need to go, but I, I'm sure there are, or I hope in my book, there will be uh, plenty of moments that are, universal and collective, not just about my story, but that, you know, touch this wounded healer's journey because it is an archetype. So, you know, it, and if it is the archetype of the self, it is the framework of us all. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And, and, and it is so important that your story is in there as well, because, you know, that's how, that's how we can receive these kind of insights and shifts and um, learnings for ourselves. And in relation to your story, I know this is something you kind of mentioned during your book writing process that like really feeling your ancestors with you in different ways, which is just so, so beautiful that they're there as as guides, but also like you're writing it for them as well as yourself. And I wonder if you could just speak a little bit to that, Kathy. Yeah, that's really where, for me, you know, it's touching. I can feel it touches me mm. still. Because that's where the healing really was. Because my, you know, I come from my ancestors. I am the fruit of my ancestors. And because my mum was wounded by colonization and actual colonization in India, because she was wounded through that, that she could not look at me in the eye because she didn't want to see what she was trying to deny. So instead of a, a mother or a parent, really for a healthy child, they mirror the child back to them. So the child understands who they are. But in the woundedness, what my mum did, which is a lot of parents do this in their woundedness, is she asked me to carry the mirror she was giving me, which was false. It wasn't the mirror at all that we are or we, where I came from or who I am. So the journey of reconnecting with my ancestors and my ancestral story, which isn't that far back. My great-great-grandmother was from a, a Northeastern Indian tribe and she married a, a, a tea guy, a guy working in tea. He wasn't a planter. He was a, a you know, an assistant. He was a, mm. a young English guy. And then my uh, my great-grandmother was put into an orphanage and she married into the Anglo-Indian community. But the actual connecting with them on different levels, so research, just actually having, I have the handwriting of my great-great-grandmother in Assamese, um, which my Assamese friend translated for me. So I have something of hers. Um, so the research, finding out about their lives was one big thing. Journeying, 
using essential oils and shamanic journeying to contact them, to feel their energy. Um, I also uh, did some psychedelic healing um, to contact and to realize that they're in me and to be guided by them. And now what I'm actually doing as I write the book is I'm, I look over there because it's on my old time. I'm, I'm not a sewer, but I'm actually sewing a, a doll for each of the generations. And what's interesting, I'm, I'm on the first one and I've just made the body of my great, great grandmother. And as I do this, other things unblock, you know, this unconscious these symbols speak to the unconscious. So mating, making the doll isn't intellectual, it's symbolic, it's ritualistic. Mm -hmm. So it opens up more. So then I'm getting more information coming through about my lineage and about me as part of that lineage. So, you know, it's a never ending story and it's really beautiful because the, this is really for me how it should be. Our, our, the wisdom of our ancients have come through, you know, but it's been blocked because we're, we don't honor them. We, so we, we don't feel the gifts and legacies. So really by connecting with them and working with them and writing the book, what I'm, and healing the wounds, what I'm really getting is now I'm finally getting the legacies and the gifts of my lineage. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really deserve. It's our birthright. They didn't suffer through life for nothing, not, and especially not for us to repeat the traumas, but to actually benefit from the wisdom and the gifts. So beautiful. Like, I could feel like the emotion of that as you're speaking. Um, and actually I was thinking that like, even if we're not writing directly about our ancestors necessarily in our books, we're always doing it for them as well as ourselves. You know, it's sending that healing back down the line. and and giving them a voice in one way or another. So I love that. I love that. Thank you. Kathy, I could speak to you all day about this. <laughs> it's so, so fascinating. For people who are interested in finding out some more about you and your work and keeping in touch with your book writing journey, how can they do that? What's the best way for them to do it? Well, the best way is through my website, which is called aromagnosis.com, which is A-R-O-M-A-G-N-O-S-I-S.com. And I'm not really on social media um, anymore, but I do write a lot of um, newsletters and blog posts and I have a YouTube channel. So through through my website is the best way to, you know, I mentioned the book and I will carry on mentioning the process of the book um, as it evolves. I think one thing just to finish that I've realized is that I don't have any control over my book and when it's gonna be out. Um, Sometimes it feels like it's going fast and other times it feels like it needs time. So I'm just honoring that. Perfect. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have a sense of when it's going to be complete? And then I thought, no, because <laughs> it, will, it will come when it, <laughs> it will be complete when it's meant to be complete. And I love that you're, you're trusting that and following it. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you so much, Cathy, for joining me today. Just, I always love speaking with you. And, um, I'm Thanks sure others have enjoyed listening as well. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me, Nicola, and thanks for all you do with the Unbound Club. <laughs>